You're listening to Future of School, the podcast, and our special series, Students Speak, presented in partnership with National School Choice Week. In this series, you'll hear from students who have succeeded thanks to choices they were able to make in their K-12 education, including participation in blended and online learning. Today, we have a very special guest, Oam Patel. Welcome to our podcast, Oam. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are, where do you attend school right now? And what does school look like for you this year? I, I currently attend Harvard. I'm just finishing up my first semester and I'm, I'm back in Idaho at my hometown for, for winter break. First semester was mostly in person, actually. So, so that was very nice. Harvard had a pretty good testing regimen. And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it stays, stays uh, in person and COVID doesn't get too crazy next semester, too. Yeah, these are challenging times. They ebb and flow, right? Oh, yeah. So you were a recipient of a really innovative scholarship program that gave a financial support to students who have taken blended and online classes. Can you talk to us about your high school experience, what that looked like, and where you went to school? Yeah, so I, I, I lived in Mountain Home, Idaho, which is a, a fairly small rural town in the center of Idaho. Uh, population is about 10,000, and, and the main economic activity is an Air Force base. We had one high school, about 1,000 kids, and the main thing that pushed me towards utilizing online education there was essentially limited opportunities in, in terms of flexibility and what courses I could take, in terms of scheduling and when I could take them, in terms of what I could learn and how much I could get ahead or not. And I, I think online education was very helpful for me in first off signaling that I was interested in education and interested in advancing myself, but but also helping me discover what sort of opportunities I'm really interested in. For instance, I, I would have never known that economics was something, and, and in particular computational economics was something I was really interested in without some online courses I took right prior to 10th grade. Wow, that's really great. So prior to grade, well, let's look back to ninth grade. When did you start to realize that you were going to have limitations in terms of the classes you took and the flexibility? When, when did you realize that and what did you do about it? Actually, it was when I was talking to, to one of my cousins. He lives in Houston. Well, he, he lived in Houston. He, he now goes to school in, in Austin. But uh, he, he attended this, this very well-funded uh, private school in Houston. And he was, tell- he, he, he's, he, was a, he was a great ahead of me. But he was telling me about how he was finishing up calculus in, in 10th grade. And I mean, I mean, to be frank, it made me a little bit jealous because I was a very big fan of math, but at, at the rate that my school was offering math courses, it just wasn't possible for me to finish or, or, or get up to that or, or further uh, given, given the limitations there. So it was right near the end of ninth grade that I decided I wanted to try to get ahead and figure out my other academic interests by taking online classes the following summer. It's, it's always helpful when we have somebody who's paved the way, right, who can speak about the benefits. So did you take your online courses, did you take them through your district or did you take them somewhere else? The majority of the courses I took was through this Idaho Digital Learning Initiative. I, I believe it's called the Idaho Digital Learning Academy, which is a, a statewide program. And it, it, was, it was very nice. I was very grateful for that program to exist. It offered, I, I think, right around 100 plus courses in a whole bunch of different fields, everything from vocational to strictly academic. And it was, it was, it was a great, great program. And I'm very glad that I was able to take advantage of it. And Idaho also provided funding for those classes that I wanted to take. So it wasn't a financial burden either. That's always a great 
a great benefit to it as well. Have you encountered students that have talked about in their state, it's it's a similar program or in their state, they don't have a program like that, hmm. like the Idaho Digital Learning Academy? Yeah, I'm, I'm not positive. My, my only real contacts outside are like in big metropolitan areas and like 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 family, for example. And they uh, I haven't really heard them talk much about online courses that they take or if, if they do, it's just offered by their school district. Yeah, that makes sense. Each state is different. And so it's always I'm always interested to know. Do students of any age, do they realize that the state that they live in, whether it's policy or geography, that it you know it can determine the options that are available to them? Yeah. What one aspect of your high school experience would you never want to change looking back? I definitely think it's the exploratory aspect I, I, I took in some of my earlier years of high school, like 10th, 11th grade. I, I tried to take a whole bunch of courses and, uh, and obviously there was limitations, like, for example, my, my high school didn't offer some history classes, for example, but online education helped for me to find courses that I could take elsewhere that allowed me to explore my interests. And, and of course, a lot of these were dead ends. Like I learned, I'm not a history buff, for example, but some of these were, were very fascinating. Like I took some CS courses that I really, really enjoyed and, and it encouraged me to take some CS courses in, in college too. Yeah, that's, that's really important to have those options. When did you realize that you had a choice in how you took your classes or you had you were empowered to be able to make those decisions? Well, I think I, I think I remember the exact moment. It was it was near the end of ninth grade and I was walking into the counselor's office for, for some unrelated thing about transcripts or something. And they had this um, flyer brochure out uh, listing all the courses that IDLA, the, the Idaho Digital Learning Academy offered. There was, there was another brochure about BYU's online programs. And I was, I was just flipping through the list while waiting for the counselor to come out. And I was, I was shocked to see just how many courses were available, even from, you know, like a, a fairly small state like Idaho, just because online education allowed, you know, teachers from all over the state to be able to teach courses to any student in the state. And that, that, was, that was really, really exciting for me like hundreds of courses across a whole variety of disciplines. Almost visualize the light bulb going off of, above your head as you saw that flyer. That's a great a great story and a great memory that you have. What do you think your school experience would have been like if you didn't see that flyer, if there weren't options available to you? Hmm. Honestly, I think I'd be a little more closed-minded in, in my academics I wouldn't know about certain subjects that I that I really enjoy now. I wouldn't have explored opportunities that I'm very glad I've taken. I wouldn't, I, I mean, in particular, I wouldn't, like, I feel like my preferences would be totally different. Like, I wouldn't know what exactly is out there in terms of academics, just because what I was exposed to in person, just strictly due to geography, was significantly smaller than what I had been exposed to, thanks to all the all the different opportunities that were available. That's a big perspective shift I'm hearing in your in, in your experience. That's great. Did anybody question or ask you, why would you want to take classes online? Or did they did you have any naysayers? Hmm. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't talk about you know, my what, what decisions I made too much to, to other people, but I obviously told my parents. And my dad at, at first was a, a little skeptical. I, I wouldn't say skeptical. I suppose worried that I wouldn't gain very much from online education just because you know, there's no like physical teacher there telling me what to do or something like that. And I mean, I, I suppose that was a valid concern, but I 
I think online education really was, it really is how much you make of it. And you can still gain just as much as you can get from an in-person class or, or more. So I was, I was glad to see that those concerns my dad had raised hadn't played out exactly. Yeah, and it's also great that he was open with you about that so you could talk to him about it and show him through your success that interacting with a teacher online may be different. It's very high quality and it gives you an environment in which you can focus. So my last question for you that I know our listeners would would love to hear and they would appreciate is what would you want other students to know about choice in education? I think... I think the biggest thing is just that there is a lot of choice out there. Like, I, I didn't realize this even in my earlier years of high school, but in, in my last year, I actually took more online classes than I did in person. And definitely in terms of workload. Like, I spent about two times as much time doing online classwork compared to in person. And this is despite the fact that my school, at least, was in person at the time. I took those online classes because they allowed me to go further in my education. And most importantly, these weren't classes that strictly existed out of like uh, the explicit opportunities available, like the the digital learning academies. This was a, a sort of informal arrangement I, I talked to with my with my counselors and and the registrar that allowed me to take some courses from you know even even further away, like like Coursera and edX, and make sure you know I had full grades from that and all, and still gain high school credit for it. Allow it. Uh, Allow me to, to to signal to to colleges that I was putting an effort into my education and and, and all that. So I guess my, my biggest lesson is that there is a lot of choice out there. And, and sometimes it requires a lot of brainstorming and thinking, but geography, though constraining, isn't isn't as big a constraint as I think many can put it out to be. Very, very well said, Owen. Never have we been at a better place or time to spread the word on the importance of options and choice than right now, with some schools shifting to remote learning and others continuing on with in-person learning, we know that there are different ways to meet students where they are and provide them with a learning environment that best suits their learning style. We're at a critical time to share powerful, inspirational stories like yours, Oem. So thank you very, very much for coming on our podcast inspiring our listeners with your journey and giving us a lot of great tools to consider when empowering our children to follow the pathway that best serves them in their education. Thanks for being with us for today's episode. To join the movement to create a future of American schooling that ensures all students reach their unbounded potential, no matter where their learning takes place, visit our website at futureof.school. You can subscribe to our newsletter, learn about student scholarships and teacher grants, donate to our efforts, and more. To learn more about National School Choice Week and its year-round efforts to give parents access to the best K-12 options for their children, visit schoolchoiceweek.com.